And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to part two of this week's We Are Mead podcast. Uh, we are delighted to have David Rispin with us for the podcast this week and uh, when you get three guys uh, like myself, Kieran Flynn and David Rispin into a room, it's never going to be, uh, when you're talking about GAA, it's never going to be done within an hour. So this week it ran on a little bit, so what we decided to do was we broke up the um, podcast into two parts. Obviously, the other part of this, part one, went out on a Tuesday evening. This is part two, and we sat down with David Rispin and discussed the championship so far this year in Mead. We discussed his home club of Cortown, his beloved Cortown. We talked about Andy McEntee and the Mead setup and what players have impressed so far uh, this year that may get a call up. We also discussed the Fesh Cup, Cornabonia and the Talchin Cup. And then we went into a bit of uh, depth on uh, the GAA, the, the footballing year so far throughout the country and whether it's been a good or a bad year uh, for football in the country with the hurling being so good um, and uh, and so highly and attended and uh, just I suppose the the poor poor attendances at uh, football and I suppose the bad PR that the GAA has got during the summer so sit back and listen to part two of this week's podcast so uh, as we said We've been talking to David Rispin uh, from the from the Rispin blog, and we're delighted to have him on the show. So what I'm going to do is, myself and Kieran, we're just going to have a chat with him now. We have a few topics that I'd like to bring up with him, and I suppose your beloved Cortain, you're wearing the training top here. In, yeah. in, 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 I, uh, some people would say I never get out of it. <laughs> There's always some sort of Cortain gear on somewhere, but um, yeah, well, I love it. You know, it, it, Cortain, traditional, the, the, the tradition in that club is just incredible so it is you know and but in recent times it's it's been you know getting tougher and tougher for Cortown um and what what is your whole thoughts on on, on what's happening out in in, uh, in Bohemian at the minute yeah it's, it's been tough going um for us and and for Alton's in in, in the Bohemian parish as well um ourselves look at two years ago we were intermediate um we were challenging we were playing the likes of St. Column Kills who yeah. are now in a senior quarter final and that's kind of we've gone in two different directions obviously but look at we, we had our success in 2014 that was my first full year with the club there's there's guys who go throughout their careers and never win a championship so I was I'll forever be grateful for, for winning that it was a huge occasion for us it was our first championship in 18 years at the time um, 
for Cortown, historically, I suppose, the, the, you know, 2004, 2005, I think, senior quarterfinal. That's right, yeah. Um, and, and they were senior for so many years and won intermediate and that. But look, things change. I think the likes of rural areas like Cortown, for example, they suffer with, with the likes of more urban areas such as Navan, Dunboyne, Retoat, Ashburn, you can keep Even going. Even Kells, Kells as well. Is like, another you know, one. Yeah. And, and Kells aren't too far, for, uh, from too far Cortown, away from yeah. us. But... Um, you suffer with that, but look, you, you take the, the rough with the smooth. You have to, I think, we'll probably come out of this uh, this rush. I think Anthony Monaghan, just a word for him, he's come in halfway through the year and he's done an exceptional job with us. It was difficult when he came in. He was sort of playing catch-up, doing stuff with us in June that he that probably should have been done in January. Or, yeah. You know, fitness wasn't where it should be, but he came in and, and st- you know, steadied the ship and uh, we owe a lot to him. But we have to we have to take a look at ourselves as well. Um, and ask ourselves, are we are we given enough? You know, going back to twenty fourteen, there was nights before the final we had forty five lads training. Now I'm not saying the forty five lads were gonna play or gonna even talk out, but there were there were there and there were numbers, and it's and it really brings that feel good factor to to a club like Corton when you see numbers like that. There's nothing more demoralising than going down to the pitch on a Tuesday night and seeing 12, 13 lads training. And what 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 was the cause of the demise in the numbers? Would you say it was immigration or you no, know? No, well, we, we lost a couple of lads. Um, a good friend of mine and a good player for us, Tommy Smith, is in Australia now. Um, he won something there recently. Yeah, the yeah. Greenwood lads. Uh, there was there was six or seven Mead lads on it um, in total. They're after winning the championship in Australia, second Excellent. year in a row. So, uh, shout out to them. But no, it, it wasn't so much immigration. Look, we had lads, probably a good few lads, towards the latter end of their careers, the twilight of their careers. Um, and they've they've stepped away. They owe the club absolutely nothing. Um, the younger lads coming through, it's it's taken a bit longer than you know we might have hoped. But but I'm still confident that there is enough coming through that that we will be competitive in the next couple of years. Um, we have some excellent footballers, the likes of Hugh Staunton, they're coming through, Cormac Lindsay, these kind of lads. So I'm I'm not I'm I'm disappointed with where we're at at the moment, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm optimistic for the future as well. Um, I think that there's definitely. There's definitely another kick out of us. This year was was difficult. I mean, we took we took an awful hammering against Beliver, um, and then you go into the big long break, the three month yeah. break without championship. We came back. We got a draw, as I said earlier, against Minaldi. Really should have won that game, um, and then we ended up in a relegation playoff after losing to Kilmaine and Mud. And and at that stage, you know, it was kind of look up. Lads were were one one game away from from actually being relegated to Junior B. Yeah. Um, and then it hit home, and we were playing from Condra, who, I mean, we, we have um, a strong rivalry, let's say, with history. With Condra. History, <laughs> yeah. That, that's, I, I won't say too much more, but, but we, we knew the type of game, we knew what they'd not be the like. Not does either. <laughs> yeah, you said that, not Yeah, just the ref. What's the common denominator? Yeah. Uh, anyway. but, ref, um, refs, refs. Yeah. But no, we, we, we came good against from Condra, we, we won well on the night, and... Um, we're trying to embrace the Talton Cup now. I know it's it's a, it's a bit of a pain. Everyone's saying the same about these knockout competitions at yeah. the end of the year. And I think they're they're going to be changed, you know, um, possibly next year. But just as you mentioned the knockout competitions, I was going to bring that up as well, yeah. like the Fesh Cup, the Talton Cup, the... Um, Cornabonia. The Cornabonia. Um, you know, the, for some reason in the wisdom, the county board have, have left them or forgotten about them and brought them in now at the end of this. Uh, I told you that right, last week. Yeah I, yeah, I know, yeah, but it's I was I was going to say as the man on the side of the road. And who did the CCC work for? 
don't work. They're volunteers. Lord all of us. Well said, well said. Tell them not politicians. Tell them not party. But but just, yeah, no, just like, not. But there was there was so many games that were conceded on the weekend, yeah. and I suppose it's hard when a team maybe gone out of the championship four weeks ago, and then they're asked four weeks later. You know, oh, by the way, you have to play the Cornerbone, you have to play the, the um, Fesh Cup, or you have to play the Talchin Cup. You know, how hard it must be to get players back out. And, like, for yourselves, we, like, we, you, you played on the weekend. In the, in no, the, we didn't. We actually got a bye. Oh, you got a bye. But, oh, okay. but the, we were meant to play Kilmain and Wood, who'd bet us three weeks ago in the Championship. That was them safe then. They parked up. I worked with a guy, um, Gary York, in Kingscourt, and they stopped training and everything naturally. Yeah. You know, and he says, "Look, we're not going to feel for this." And he, this was before we we drew them, and then I started laughing. I'm sure you'll be feeling now. He says, "No, no, we won't." So they gave us the win. The game was actually at home, a home game for them. They couldn't field because the lads lads were gone away. Lads were injured. Lads just weren't bothered. Well, it's two hundred quid. Lot clubs do that. They paid the affiliation, and it's two hundred yeah. quid or whatever to join, and they don't. They, and they might get fined on top of that. So yeah. if you ask your four hundred quid at the club, but, but that's, some money clubs are wasting that. The, the annoying. You're saying clubs are wasting on that. No, no, no. I don't mean. I don't mean. I just want to call you up on that. And that you're yeah, saying like, oh, you know, the, the but like it's it's so hard that like every club is geared towards championship. When you know usually that when you finish championship and fair play to the for, to the CCC and the Mead County Board for making sure now in the last few years that the leagues are usually finished before mm. your championship mm. because there's nothing worse than losing the championship waiting six weeks to play a league game that well, maybe doesn't mean anything. The championship should be the last thing you play. The championship should be the last well, thing you play. That's the, the whole point. You should be, that's us done yeah. to you. Either there's new district Do you think that any teams would have failed to field if the, the three trophies were played for in the middle of the summer when when yeah, need there, were. Is, there is I know that had the fest cup the cups are a bit hit and miss there actually is pullouts in them it's actually not not as much not the, the, cup, no, the but if you played them the during inter, the no, summer the when we had clubs, no football yeah. the intermediate clubs when it used to be the fest cup remember they used to play in it yeah before the corner of they used to pull out a bit yeah but your your bigger clubs used to play fest cup the whole time there was never an issue some of the clubs pull out if they're having a bad run the championship mm. that's that's what i'm saying it's a way sometimes they come in, especially B League teams and B teams. How long did we go for without football? Nine weeks. I was, just about, I was just about to say we went. I don't know. Hopefully you're that probably change. That's you're similar. We went seven weeks, both so first team and second team without a game at June time. Yeah, the hurling was when on, you so. when you want <laughs> when you want to be playing football, like that's that's summer is when you want to be playing football. You don't want to be playing a league match at the end of January and it's lashing rain. Pitches are shite. Like frozen, yeah. nearly half yeah. time. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying and. As you said, lads, lads are finished playing football three weeks. I, I heard, I'm not going to name the club, um, but they're a very big that club in, in County Mead. Oh, no problem. <laughs> but um, they, they trained last Friday night, 12 training. They ended up all going, going on the last after it. They were down to play Sunday. They, they conceded the game Sunday because they couldn't field. Simple as. They had 12 training Friday, and that was their first bit they've done since Championship. And that's the kind of prime example that, and, 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 and I just think it's a no-brainer to play these games and and more league games as well, uh, especially junior um, B League football. Yeah. For that nine, ten weeks, whatever it was that we had no football, when you know, okay, people might be in holidays and you might have that, but teams are still going to field. What was on the and planner people actually, at that time? Which, think, well, on the planner the, was there anything actually on the planner? That's it. Very little. Um, there might have been a round or two, but. Didn't, didn't go on, yeah. You know, but it, it like, what? Uh, not only, it, it's, it's a win win situation in that, okay, fellas are getting football, but then 
at that time of the year when the weather is so nice you're going to get people going out mm. to games even if they're midweek I've spoken yeah. about this on the, on the podcast mm. a few times yeah. midweek on a Wednesday evening you're looking out the window and it's you yeah. know that it's going to be bright until 11 o'clock yeah. you're going geez there's a match on out in bloody Simonson or out in Corton or out four in, games in Partals and start at 5 o'clock well, just, yeah. just go out you know yeah. people will go out and, and support their club and, but, and gate receipts will be up so it's twofold you know and even that uncertainty I mean a lot of clubs especially in the, Tal- the Talton Cup final wasn't played last year between from Contra and Mead Hill yeah you know, for whatever reason, Mead Hill were obviously going so well yeah. in, in everything. In Leicester and that. Yeah, yeah. everything. And um, that didn't happen. So there was a lot of uncertainty this year. A lot, most clubs says, oh, sure, they won't be played this year. There was that kind of cloud of uncertainty hanging over the competition. Yeah. There was no... A lot of, a lot of people forgot about them. As yeah, well, and, and people just says, yeah. oh, but it was, I'm trying to, I think there was something happened. Because I remember the year previous, they did play the Dodge Cup first. That's right. Played yeah. for the first three we, weeks. We, we actually January, we yeah. played St Vincent's over in Ardcat. I think it was the third week in January yeah, last year. That's what yeah, it yeah, yeah. So that's the, but that, know, the plan to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we played in 2016. We played the Fesh Cup final in the first week of September. Mm. Uh, sorry, yeah, no, it was the first around the seventh or eighth of September yeah. um, against Dunbar Ashburn, and they beat us um, uh, in extra time, after extra time in that game. Or was it a, a goal with the last kick of the game? They won it anyway. But they beat us that day. And, um, you know, we that was a really competitive game because we had championship three weeks from then. Mm. You know, like, so it just, it, it gave it more of, of prestige. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. by playing it at a time when, you know, it, it, could, it could, this this game is a real, it's, it, it's better than a training match. It's not a it's not a challenge match, and you know you're going into championship. So there was blood and guts in that game. Mm. So there was it was a real real tough game of football, and you know it, it, I think that to give it a bit of prestige, it needs to be played earlier in the year. At this stage, people are just like, well, let's go out for full fi- fixtures, or let's not other, let's we, not bother. Ourselves, we're we're trying to train. We're trying to just keep ticking over since since that from Conra game. I think we're down to play Appy in the Talton Cup. At Bayer in the Junior C uh, final, and they're in the hurling this weekend. Mm. So that fixture, God knows when it'll probably be next week, maybe next weekend so after this. Junior yeah. C's doing Leinster, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but that's and and you can't get anyone for a challenge because any team that's left in are playing. Yeah. yeah. So our manager Anthony went looking for challenges, couldn't find anyone, and it's frustrating for the lads. I mean, but the St Dalton's ladies not plays. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think they'd be allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's, that's harsh. That was, that was that's mean. They're as much Corton as they are Ultons. Like, <laughs> some of our Katie O'Brien, for example, is, um, is from Corton. She'd be, she'd be any addition to the, to the lads' team. You know, so we'd be delighted to have her. And I suppose we, we, we were talking about Corton and we just went on to, uh, we sidetracked there with the different uh, Fesh Cups and the... Tottenham Cups and, and, and so forth but um, to just bring it back to Cortown anyway um, like you're very positive about Cortown and you're very positive that they can change this and they can turn this all around yeah. and whatever it's a numbers game I always say I think it's always a numbers game and as you said mm. back in 2014 45 players and whatever yeah, yeah. you're now talking about 12 and 13 at some training sessions or whatever and I know it's the same in Alton's and I'm going to make I'm going to ask you that horrible question now would you not you guys out there you all play underage football together yeah. for St. Cuthbert's. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to your under-21... Court or, or St. Ultons and Court and Gales, I... Oh, yes, sir. I better tell you Yes, yes. When you were growing up, I meant it Yes, St. Cuthbert's, yeah. And yeah. I was going to say that now it's um, uh, Court and St. Yeah. Ultons, Gales. Um, so, like, you've grown up together. 
And is it not just a natural progression to, to continue playing together? It's not like it's not like other amalgamations where no. teams only amalgamate because oh this year we've only got 10 players mm. so we're going to amalgamate with someone but next year we've got a crop of 20 coming through so we're not going to amalgamate it's the dumb thing it's always been the same I, th- I think I think a lot of it has to do with that tradition you talked about how proud a club we are yeah. and, and the tradition we have and, and St Ultons are no different uh, going back to the Harps and, and whoever else was before them but loads of different clubs yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and Drumcondra Mead Hill are in a similar position they, they play all yeah. the way together up and then split this year, as far as I'm aware, anyway, the, the lads are going to play under twenty ones together, which is which is a which is a step up or an upgrade from generally minor would be it, and then yeah. we'll go off and play for ourselves, you know, in recent Do you years. See that as a stepping stone. Um. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it it all depends on how it works. Obviously, you have to if if the lads are successful. I mean, you certainly have a question to to, to face. There's that. There is that rivalry between the two clubs. Um. It always has been there, and I think it yeah. always will be there. Um, now, it, look, it had, just for argument's sake, we'd gone down this year, and Alton's are in relegation in intermediate, and had they, and if they go down to junior, then possibly people will start talking, and they'll say, hang on a second, well, one club's in junior A, the other's in junior B. You know, lads, we have to we have to seriously consider this. And do you, do you use, do Cortown field as a B team, a second team, at yeah, adult level? Yeah. Right, and... Alton's feel the same, the same team as yeah, well, yeah. Do, yeah. But you'd have an over an awful lot of overlapping players between your first. Yeah, well, your look, we, we had to we had to concede the last round of the junior seed this year simply because we we, we just couldn't field. We we used several lads off the second team for the first team, um, and in recent years that hasn't been a problem. Again, that kind of goes back to the older kind of age of lads. Um, but look, and I still maintain that when when a club is going well. You'll have 40 lads training, no yeah, problem. But yeah. it's the likes of when you're struggling, you're going to have 10, 12 lads. And it's so demoralising looking at the same fellas every single night, doing the stretches and all that. And you're looking and you're saying, Jesus, there's no one else here. No you know, new face or anything, just to give things a bit of a lift. Um, but look, I, I'm, I'm confident it, it will turn around for us. Um, I'm sure Alton's are the same. I've, I've I've been on teams as well, like um, in in similar situations. Like when I was playing down in Cavan mm. with Drummer Lee, one of my last years, um, like we and we had we had fifty four players to pick from, yeah. and for the first three months there was no more than six at a training session, mm. and. But I, I, I yeah sorry sorry to cut across you Mickey um but I don't think that's just a a, a, a our problem I think yeah. there's like the likes of Balinaku we were talking about earlier. At the start of the year, they were no different. They were struggling, yeah. It's a rural kind of urban thing. I think when you have, you know, you're a town team or that, it's very easy to get lads out training. Mm-hmm. You could nearly turn lads away, you have that many. In rural clubs, you can't really afford to be missing anyone. And I think that's the same in games. I mean, I looked at Simonson there two weeks ago, like Crouchy on the bench, uh, yeah. Shane Gallagher not even playing. It's, yeah. it's like an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. You know, such are the options. Whereas... A smaller rural club, even going into the intermediate, the likes of Longwood and Balnebracchi, they have a very limited pool of players to choose yeah, from. Yeah. They don't have that strength and depth that, that yeah, you know, big of, senior clubs exactly, do have. Yeah. And, and you need, we need everyone, and clubs, rural clubs in general, need absolutely everyone they have available to them. Well, I, I like I've I, I've discussed this as well on the podcast. I always, and I keep saying it. The harps down to numbers. You look at all the South Mead teams, the East Mead teams. Most of them are playing senior championship or mm. Division One football, and that's all down to the fact that they've got the numbers. You know, teams that struggle are the teams that are only getting twelve, thirteen a training and whatever. Mm. Because you, 
you, although you know when you go out in that field that you can depend on those 12 or 13 lads, they are going to be like a band of brothers. Yeah. It's the guys on the bench, or you don't have the strength and depth on your bench, like mm-hmm. you were saying about like Crouchy, Shane Gallagher, um, Joe Lyons, the captain from two years ago, yeah. sitting on the Simon's Town bench. You know, so you, Nathan you can't... Nathan O'Brien, you know, like, so you can't... You don't have that pool of players on the sideline that you can jump into as well. So it is a numbers thing. And success... As well, you you mentioned it as well. 2014, 45 players mm. training. You know, everybody wants to. Everybody wants, wants to be a part of it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like and and, and even e- even <laughs> yeah, even even when you look at um, Ballinlock, struggling earlier on in the year, then all of a sudden they get a couple of victories. You know, people are starting to feel a bit better, and then fellas are going, "Geez, I better get back." Oh God, it's competitive. Oh God, we won a game and whatever. Mm. So there is that as well. But the question I'm going to ask you is, <laughs> which we've kind of danced around, <laughs> are you going to get amalgamated with, uh, are you going to get into bed with St. Dalton's? <laughs> I personally won't, no. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I genuinely don't know. It's not a, It's not. It's not for me to answer. It's yeah. kind of the powers That's to be. Good, yeah. um, the it's it's, it's a question for them to answer. But at the minute, like we're still happy enough until it kind of came to the stage, and I'm sure Alton's will give you the same answer, until it came yeah. to the stage where we feel that, well, we're, abs- we're going absolutely nowhere here, and it's just, the numbers are just continually dropping and dropping and dropping, and they're the same, then maybe the clubs will start talking. I spoke, I spoke to Garod Rennicks about this as well last year on one of my podcasts, and a very, very similar answer, so it was, you know, neither of them are given a quarter here so yeah, yeah. no quarter given at all they're all I get they're, killed I they're all waiting <laughs> they're all waiting for Kofi Annan yeah. well or someone to that yeah. effect to come in the Pope <laughs> and just to bring these rival factions yeah. together but I said geography wise if you, if you look if you're in the pitch in court town and you go down to Sean Newman Park it's probably the same distance probably from the Falls Road to the Shank Hill so, yeah, if you think about it, think of it like that yeah. <laughs> not to say who's who but you, know, you yeah, can decide yeah, that absolutely. yourself well look I, I said, I, said I wanted to bring up Corton we brought yeah, up Corton and uh, no like because I, I always remember like the, the Henrys and stuff like that going yeah. back to the 80s and 90s and they had, they had a few great games at times ah Corton were a great team back then yeah. you know and and, and there was as I said great pride and tradition in Corton and I just wanted to get your your feel on the way it's going at the minute it's not only happening to court, but it's happening all over. Yeah. Uh, all, it's it's nationwide. You know, the, the top start a hurling team between the two. So that's the only <laughs> Don't yeah. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be healthy to give some bar lads a hurl. <laughs> what I wanted to do as well, David, because again, you, you go to so much football, and you're such a, a great supporter and loyal supporter of Mead football. Just the Mead setup this year. What you thought of uh, the Mead uh, team this year? The fact that they only lost to Tyrone by a point, and people have called called me out on that a good few times uh, since I said that. Um, but you know what? What did they need for for the tide to change for this me team? I I don't think we're too far away. First and foremost, I genuinely think that they're too far away from what? Sorry, I just sorry, went, sorry, because so, from be, competing again. Yeah, competing. I I don't now. Sorry, I don't think we're. I think we're a good bit away from challenging for all Ireland's and that. Yeah. But the likes of the Tyrone game this year and the Donegal last game last year, two games in Navan, they're prime examples of how close we've got to, to causing a major scalp. And I think for this Mead team, they need to get that scalp. Yeah. I can't remember, use, use my correct me or pick one out, I can't remember the last time Mead bet a Division 1 team I was just gonna say, in, I can't in, remember, yeah. in, in the Championship. Would have been Dublin Me in 2010. Tyrone maybe in 2000. 
Dublin in 2010. No, Dublin maybe. 2010. Or Kildare um, maybe when Banty was over. Was he, they might have been Division 1 that year, but that might have been seen as a bit of a scalp hunt. Do you remember when we were really yeah, struggling? Yeah, yeah. Final year, wasn't it? Yeah. Against Cork, 2009, wasn't it? 10, which was it? 9. 9, yeah. Nine. 10 was Big Joe. Yeah. yeah. But but look, at we. I think we need that. I think that Tyrone game, look, at, I don't entertain the... the, the assumption or the thoughts that people were saying that look at if Mead had a better own that day that we'd have been in an All-Ireland final a couple no, of weeks ago no. but, but, but it would have been would huge have been. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my point on that was is that you know the Tyrone's season ch- changed in an instant you know in, 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 in one instant mm. their whole season changed and because they, they thought they were dead and buried against Mead that day I've, I've talked about that at length as well and they went on and they got a bit of confidence from that and says, hang on, we, we're after getting a second bite of the cherry. Let's take this yeah. by the scruff of the neck, which they did and went on to an All-Ireland mm. final. I'm not saying that Mead could have done the exact same, but what like Mead could have knocked a team out who got that second yeah. chance and yeah. should have knocked the team out. The referee, I thought that day, was the, was the cause of Mead I, losing. I, he was, but I think Andy said it too. It could have been an interview with yourself, Mickey, after that... You know, Cotton McShane's equaliser never should have happened. I think he counted, what did he say? He counted 12 or 13 errors yeah. or mistakes yeah, from exactly. me, from the Mead lads in the build-up to that score. And he's right. If the shoe was on the other foot and Tyrone had got that score to go a point up, there's absolutely no way Tyrone would have let in an equaliser. Yeah, They would have stood in front of the keeper, not let the kick, kick, kick out go short we had an extra man instead of pushing up we still could have had a man sitting back mm-hmm. we let them give them possession let them build foul them and the quick free and McShane kicked it over the performance that day was what I'd probably take out of it more yeah. than anything else obviously the result would have been huge for us but the performance was brilliant especially after what went on two weeks previous in, in Longford um, the lads walking away from the panel for whatever reason, you know, we don't know the ins and outs of it. We, we can speculate or whatever, but Mead can't afford to, to let lads walk away and have some of our star performers just going away on holidays or, or whatever it is, sitting at home. We're not in the position that, that the likes of Dublin are. Yeah. Dermot Conley didn't play for Dublin this year. They won the All-Ireland at a canter. Probably their easiest All-Ireland at the four. Yeah. Like if you said to anyone three years ago that... Dublin they'd be winning All Ireland in three years without Bernard Brogan, Dermot Connolly and maybe Costello Fl- Paul um, Flynn. Paul Flynn, you know. You, you wouldn't have believed them, but <laughs> <laughs> such is such is the reality, you know, what happened. That was their most comfortable win of the four. We're not in the same position. We can't afford to be missing players of the calibre. I'm not saying like Dermot Connolly, but the lads the likes of Porrick McKeever, Sean Tobin, Mickey Newman who who wasn't on the panel this year, lads like that are absolutely huge to, to account for. Absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah. And in fairness to the lads that have in that are in there, they gave it their all, they gave a huge commitment, and they just came up short in the end. But I think with the with the right lads, hopefully a few additions to the panel and maybe the odd tweak here or there, I think we can kick on. And I think we have to I think we have to be looking. It's gonna be it's I've been I've been looking at this as well and although we're not far away as you said, we're not far away from competing. I don't know for top eight 
for okay we're, maybe we're not far, but that may be the point is that we're not far away from being seventh or eighth mm. in the in, in the country i think we're still a step away from breaking into the top six and we're a hell of a way a long way away from breaking into the top three or four the only thing i'd say on that is you look at Kildare, right they got absolutely hockeyed in division one this season mm-hmm. right? they, got, they were bad out to get they didn't win a game didn't win games for ages. No. an awful lot of games from the end of last year to this year. Yeah. They were bet by Carlo first round of the championship. Mm. But I still maintain that that Division 1 experience stood them in oh, absolutely. going yeah. forward. They ended up getting into the Super 8s. Yeah. And I think Division 1, despite not getting results, they were competing on a weekly basis with top teams. You know, I, now, I'm, not, I'm not dissing Division 2 whatsoever. I think it's a very good division, very strong division. But me, they've been in it for far too long. Oh, way too long, yeah. yeah. And you think at this stage, having been in it for so long and knowing the, the calibre of team that they're playing in there, that they would have learned and whatever. I just think that maybe me, in, in, in the last number of years, maybe six years, it's pretty much been the same team for six years. There hasn't been mm. a whole lot of t- players added to it in, in, mm. in that six years. And it's kind of been a mix of players. It's, it's the same players coming in and out of that, mm. uh, that Mead squad for the last number of years. I think it's going to take a few years for the fruition of uh, the success we're having now at underage level. Um, we're winning Leinsters. We're getting to All-Ireland semi-finals yeah. and All-Ireland finals with, with our underage setup. So... It's it's not until they start coming through mm. because there is there hasn't been success there hasn't been really really good t- teams at underage and under twenty level well, the, until the last three four years. I I had a good chat with Graham Riley a few weeks ago and um, did a bit of an interview might be going going live sometime in the near future but but the one thing and he was on the last really good Mead minor team mm-hmm. and the one thing he said is there there hasn't been a whole lot since like he was on that team and I think he's himself and Mickey Burke are two of the longest serving I think. Biggie's the second longest after Mickey Burke. But that's that's one thing he mentioned. But but he was talking about this under-20s team, about this emerging talent. And he says, when these kind of lads come into the group, it gives everyone a lift. Absolutely, yeah. And and to see these lads coming, not just a lift as in, just this is great. It'll be a lift, jeez, I'm going to watch my jersey because this, this fellow's going to take it off me if I'm not careful. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, there's definitely talent in the club championships. I mean, look, we've we've all seen the likes of Seamus Matamo. That's what I was going to ask you. Name, you you mentioned a few on the uh, mm. on, on Twitter to me and whatever, but who yeah. has excited you? And who well, well Matamo, I, th- I think has been outstanding for the last number of years. Um, for Kells, he's been outstanding. Uh, the two Simonstown wingbacks, uh, Squealer Kane, Neil Kane, and, and Brian, Brian McGrath, McGrath. they've yeah. been doing it for two or three years now. I think it's it's about right now that they, they get a shot at it if 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 they want to go in. Um, Mickey Newman I'm a huge fan of his rumour has it that he might be, be going back in uh, time will tell on that one but mm-hmm. I've seen him in a couple of games this year one against Meadhill I think he kicked 1-9 on that night he seemed to lose form I think that was his biggest thing yeah. he lose confidence well, in form well niggly injuries as well yeah, I, I, coming back from injury the whole time yeah, but, he but, getting, but he's a class ones. act and on his day in my opinion he is one of if not the best club footballers in the county right? and and I'd stand by that um, so he's another one that, that would be a great addition look at the likes of Ben Brennan who've come in this year uh, has done great yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like he was he was on the Mead Juniors last year um, and he was outstanding for them he's he's he come onto the seniors yeah. yeah he was the captain yeah. and he's, he's after taking the senior team by storm but I know Ben he's, he's that Ben has that kind of Driven. attitude about yeah. him he has that go in him and you just know from that he's passionate about it. Yeah. And that makes hell of a difference. Um, but look, at apart from that, um, 
I know being O'Hanlon luckily he's probably the wrong side of 30 but he's he's a phenomenal club footballer yeah um, the Dunboyne McCarthy for Dunboyne is another one mm-hmm. I'm sure Andy will probably be looking at him um, I suppose if you look at screen Dara Campion Conor O'Brien for me were very good this year mm. Paddy O'Rourke was was outstanding full forward for them. I know Stephen Moore yeah. the midget did a did a good yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> the last day, we lad. I'm not going into forty one now. For a good <laughs> He's only forty one inches tall. We <laughs> <laughs> got the name. <laughs> but but no, um, yeah, Paddy Paddy's another one. I I know there's probably too much water under the bridge for him, but but he's he's he'd be just a different option. I remember Andy talking about our forwards being very small in stature. You know, we're inside forward line and we have to play he that role again. Kieran Donaghy style, you know, uh, full forward. Yeah. But Tommy Field is ever interested. Tommy, Tommy Field is another one. But <laughs> 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 well, I was, Kieran, funnily enough, I was just about to ask you has anybody, like, stood out for you in the championships this year um, that you would think would get worth the call in? Name. Uh, Larkin from Summerhill was very good. Yeah. I know he's been fluttering the panel as well a lot of the time. Definitely Campion is one that I'd love to see push on from the 20s. Mm. Yeah. There's a good few like that. Shane, Shane Gillespie's another one. Giller, um, yeah, Giller's always. He's a class act. Um, he's, been, he's been doing it for a man. He's really he's been carrying them for the last couple of years. Oh, and Jones will be another one we want to kind of, when he finishes up in America, hopefully be next yeah. April or so again, he'll be finished and hopefully be back for selection. And he'll fill out the For senior to football, senior to county, I know Pierre Fox. Pierre Fox, Fox yeah. He's just a bit small for it. I'm talking about, mm. he's, not, he's not a midget now, but don't get me wrong. So he's for, taller than Stephen Moore. I'd say by at least three foot, yeah. <laughs> but if you go like, well, I, like if Pierre was going in, like would James McCarthy from Dublin have to mark him? Like, yeah. that just, he wouldn't be able for that standard. Like, and that's not a slight of him. That's like, are we really going to go, is there anyone really in our panel that could we could say, who would get on the Dublin team? But see, that's the thing. We, we, we need to stop Very comparing true. ourselves to Dublin mm-hmm. at the same time because... So the metres sick, unfortunately. N- n- but they're not. They're, 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 they're a level above everyone. everyone yeah. You know, see, you yeah. can't use them as your... What you, what you do is you need to... Who's the second best in Leinster? Because you need to be the second best in Leinster because you're not going to become Kildare. the best in Kildare, Leinster yeah, overnight. Yeah. So you need to be better well, than Kildare. So that's Flynn the bar. Probably, that's but that's the thing. thing. See, we could have a Daniel Flynn. J- you know, James Conlon's another one. I, I'm... I don't know about you, so I'm sure you are the same. Yeah. I cannot wait to see him. Yeah, I know. I look at lads will say he's too small and he's too this and that. Jack McCaffrey's that, that not wo- tall. No, that works you for know, James Conlon. His, his, his movement is just. He goes under the tackle, doesn't outrageous. he? Outrageous, and yeah. it's it's the sidestep he takes. Yeah. He's 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 a talent. Um, and if only we had recorded this podcast. Honestly, it's again it's gonna, because the actions that are coming out here, we're getting, we're, I'm getting everything drawn to me with body shapes yeah, here. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the interpretive dance CD will be released at the end of the year as well. With the with the Park Talton yeah, play, yeah. playlist in the background. Yeah. And what, what about yourself, David? County final entertainment, Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now now eighty. Seven, you know the oh. the, the, the mead edition. But uh, David, do you is there anybody from Core Town that you would say like might be um, coming up to that look level? For, for us, probably not at the moment, and that's that's to give you the brutal honest truth. But I suppose the mead juniors has to be. I mean, I, I already said about Ben Brennan. He was the one. He was playing mead juniors last year, and, and next thing he's on the mead seniors. That for us and I think there's talk that that might move to an under 23 competition which I think will be brilliant yeah. because the guys who probably just aren't ready for senior football coming out of under 20 level 
junior football would be just perfect for them. And again, I mentioned this on the podcast last week, is that you need something so that there's not a drop-off, you know, to, to keep these fellas involved in some sort of a professional I I, I, was, I picked up on that too. I was listening to you last week. And you're right, in, in other counties, I'm sure in Dublin, it's not just a case of, well, you come in next week and, and do a trial with us and we'll see... There's, there's definitely or come September when the under 16s yeah. are out that they're not they're there not has to be a, se- a seamless February. transition there has to be from yeah. whatever you call it development squad under 23s juniors into seniors and I think that'll benefit everyone because the guys I know you were talking about playing different challenge matches and that and it's tough to keep lads interested but if you tell the lads look at lads this is kind of sort of like what Tom Boyne do in the junior A for the senior this yeah. is going to be our feeder squad to, to our senior and if you're performing well in this you know you're gonna you're gonna come on. And you're to not gonna be on the senior team unless you're on this first kind of thing. Exactly. Like, or, yeah. yeah. And, and another thing is that like we'll say as I said it's it's doing this of their own accord or, or in group or whatever mm. outside of their club, so that they're getting extra. You know they're they're getting they're they're narrowing the gap between club and county yeah. training so that you've got narrowed that gap so that all of a sudden they go back to their club in January February mm. and they're playing outstanding and the next thing is somebody says Andy Wagenty you got to go and see this fella play. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the fella who will go and do that is the fella you want in your main mm. team. Absolutely. Because he's doing this outside of his yeah. club. He's he's doing this with a, a goal in mind that hopefully this little bit of extra will mm. show the difference between me and an ordinary club player. I think I think you lads were talking about this as well last week. Just because a lad is playing well with his club, exceptionally well, doesn't, doesn't mean whatsoever that he's going to come in to, to the main team and shoot the lights mm, out absolutely whereas when he's doing it in a kind of neutral setting away from his club mm-hmm. and he's performing consistently well well then you have to say hang on a second this fella's good enough yeah. to yeah. play wherever to fit a system and stuff. We talk, yeah. we talk, we talk, sometimes you don't need your best players the lads what way do you want to play and make sure that you can play that way because yeah. Yeah. certain lads might be very free form and attacking that's, but that's, they get that's, out that's another good point yeah. the likes of someone from Longwood or or even Vincent's, say for example, who played that system. It's it's a different game mm. coming into coming into a mid team that have different tactics and everything. It's yeah. very hard for lads to adjust, and especially if they're coming in in coming in after the league. while you're playing well in your club, come in. It's not they, they need to be there from from November December with the rest of the lads. Yeah. Whether that's in a training capacity or whatever it is, they need to be doing similar stuff and working on the same things as the rest of the lads are. Exactly how Vincent's are doing it this year. They trained extra. February or mm. sorry, November, December, uh, January. Nobody else started yeah. until you know January, yeah. and they're seeing the you know the mm. fruits of their labours now. You know it's it just it, it it again. I, I keep using that phrase. It's no brainer. I just you know, and I know that Seamus Kenny is 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 doing work on this mm. in the background and whatever, yeah. and trying to bridge that gap between club and county for players who are good enough. Yeah. You know, so that there is something in between. That they can be um, and I, and worked I, on, on. Just on that, actually, the the new proposals that have come out to the clubs. Oh yeah, the ch- yeah, the, we're having the forum is on this Wednesday coming for the club delegate. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I think the following Wednesday is one for the players. The players, forum. the captains, yeah, get the lads yeah. in actually playing the games. Like how many times we talk about the suits and grow back, whatever you the phrase. Like, yeah. there's probably not enough decisions been made by the grassroots fellas wearing tracksuits is what track you said tracksuits not full suits you know like the court in top of them you know like, you know, like never wearing it again the boys need to be 
Well, like I said, I'm the captain. I think it's painted. Is that, is that painted on to him? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> He's in the gym, so. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like Davy. <TV. laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? It might be like, I'm the captain, Simon's like, yeah, do you want to be able to say, this is what our club wants. Yeah. Because sometimes the delegate is not saying what the members want. Like it's Yeah, but then are you going to get a player going and being a rebel and saying, well, this is what the club wants, but it's actually what the players want, but the mm. club and the players are dis- Well, I think it's, 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 it's up to the players because the club, as Kieran says, is, is this week and then the players' view is next week. The, the few proposals that I can see on the table look very good to me. Mm. Um, the leagues, for example, I know they do it in Monaghan the, when, when the county lads are playing. The, uh, a game is worth five points exactly. for a win two for a yeah and, yeah and your grading on championship is done on your league performance yeah which makes I know I work with lads and they play I think they play seven games home and away so they play 14 games seven at home seven away your your grading is done purely on that and he says like that the that the league matches are so competitive they're like championship games well it gets to this point of the year because uh, I, I, I know a bit about the modern championship as well is that you know they they might be gone from championship, or they might be in a quarter final mm. of a championship, but they're you know third from bottom yeah. in the league. And there's three or four league games and left. Yeah. There's three or four league games left. So if they don't win the senior championship, yeah. and they they finish in the bottom uh, two of the league, yeah. they're going to be relegated from the championship after being after being in a, a in a senior final or a senior semi final or something. That's, so yeah. it, it just makes every game at this time of yeah. the year competitive. And another thing in Cavan, the open draw, I think class. could be explored. I think it's it's brilliant, the excitement. Yeah. So basically just to tell the listeners, I mean you, you, you we'll, have a, we'll explain it first to them is that David yeah. works in Cavan. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's across the border um, stealing the money from the Cavan people. So <laughs> it's hard enough to get, them off, get it off them as well. <laughs> they don't like parting with their money. But you know, just, just going back to it, like the excitement, you, you hear the banter and work, like who, who will we get next week? And it, that works in so many different ways because I might go and watch St. Michael's playing Nobber tonight because... God, we could be playing them next week. It's a pure open draw. So the draw is made at the start for the first round. You play your team, whatever. And then on the Sunday evening, yep. the draw for the next round is made. You can't draw the same team, obviously, but it's a complete open draw. One big table. So you have whatever. 12 many, teams. 12 teams, yeah. or in Mead's case, could be 16 or 18, whatever it is. And you have one big table. The top eight go through and the bottom four go into relegation playoff. Yeah. Simple as. It's a great system. And, it, and, it, and it's done in, in the, the top eight go through. So... The score difference and everything comes into it because Many first plays eight. Three, no, you, you play three. three. Is it three or four? Four. Four. No, you yeah. play four. Yeah. You play four games and it's a league table. Yeah. So first plays eight in the first quarter final. Second plays seventh. Yeah. Third plays yeah. sixth and, and whatever. And it's the same for the relegation. So yeah. ninth would play twelfth, uh, and tenth would play eleventh. Yeah. And then the two losers play each other. Yeah. To be relegated. And I, I just think like that it that it keeps it fresh and it keeps it exciting. Not that. But in Mead, you know, when the draw is made in January or February, you know who you're going to play for the whole championship. You might, I might draw Simonstown and we mightn't be playing them till the end of August. Yeah, yeah. But there's another thing about it that I love as well. And it is that as well. It's something what you're after touching yeah. on is that you don't know who you're playing. So managers don't only have a week mm. to prepare tactics for mm. any one yeah. team. Yeah. So, you know, you can't... In, in the Mead championship, you're going, right, well, we know who we're playing 
right up until mm. uh, July, the end of July, and yeah. then after that is quarterfinals, so we don't know who we're playing. But you can say, right, well, okay, then we'll, we're playing X, right, mm. well, it doesn't matter because we're playing them afterwards and them afterwards, so yeah. we could be, we'll probably get four points there yeah. and whatever. Whereas four of the toughest games, you get four weak teams, and it's all luck it's too. It's just like, pure yeah. luck, yeah. You, you could get an easy draw, you could get a hard draw, you could get a mediocre draw, but the thing I found from it, from just as the first year I've really been kind of looking into it, um, was the that there was so many competitive games in the final round. Yeah. As opposed to in Mead, there's a lot of dead rubbers come the last round, yeah. group yeah. group round of games, um, which I think is great. You need, especially going into quarterfinals, clubs need a test go for, in their last group game going into a quarterfinal. And that's the way it is in Calvin. Generally, you'll have very few. Well, this rubbers. year and last year, in the last group of uh, games, um, there was, I, I think, out of the 12 teams, there was 10 of them that could have made quarterfinals. Mm. Well, yeah. so, you know, so there's only two of them that are guaranteed. But then the two that are at the bottom need a win as well so that they get an easier draw yeah, in yeah. the relegation. Yeah. So it means that every single game, Matters, people yeah. are, you know, you're playing for mm. something. So it was just, it really is an interesting way of yeah, doing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've, they've had some crazy upsets this year yeah. in, in the Calvin Championship or whatever. But but I think the most important part of the new proposals is the 16 teams basically so it means you don't have to play the championship in April it starts in August and yeah. it's a straight run through yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's, it just annoys so many people from every I don't I one person that thinks it's a good idea to start the championship in April and take three months off mm. it doesn't no. like no. you have to beat three it, times in the meet championship season so if it starts yeah. in August the second weekend no. or the first weekend in August every year and you can do what you like do your league matches do your fresh cups do all this for the first six months whatever it is and at least you know don't go on holidays in, in August, September. Mm. That's your eight weeks or 12 well, weeks. Well, you could do, you could do for it. For instance, like your league is more important than your Fesh Cup. Yeah. Your championship is more important than your league. Yeah. So what you could do is you could start off with a league game or two, then a couple of Fesh Cup games, yeah. then back to league. Mm. Have your Fesh Cup finished, we'll say, mid-April, uh, start of May. Yeah. But then you're, you're continuing on with your league and your league is finished maybe three, four weeks before your... Ch- Championship in August, so yeah. it's finishing in July. It's constant and football. It's just yeah. constant and football. Everyone starts championship at the same time in August, and when you play your guaranteed three or four games, then when you're out, you're out, and there's none of this kind of oh, yeah. straggling games. And this district championship whatever can be something interesting. If a team like just say Dunsany, we were lucky enough to beat Courtland in the junior final, which wouldn't we, happen. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be just say still in that, and we wouldn't play in the district championship, and that can still go ahead. That could be taken two ways, David. <laughs> Either that Tanzania and Courtland are never going to meet in the junior final. Speak for yourself. <laughs> that's, that's the. I think the proposals. We'd be mad as a county not to. And just while we're on county board business, I suppose it's a good time to mention the house draw. Um, the house draw going well at the minute. Um, yeah, tickets ticket, still available. Uh, well, royalhousedraw.com. Yeah, they're flying off the, the press at the moment. Thankfully, but people are realizing it's going towards Partalshan, so we need to be selling and hundred euro for one draw or two hundred fifty to get into the three houses for the three. Three draws for the three houses, and that's not a three houses. It's a three houses. Even I think it's always it's great. We have to it. we have to make sure that everybody who listens every week knows that. Uh, just that to be sure, three three houses um, with a hitch. <laughs> yeah, I actually got my ticket there uh, Sunday night. I think got the three for yeah. two fifty. Great value. You couldn't yeah. go wrong with it, like. Can you imagine if you won all three of them now, David? It'd be one for the three of us here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll start a new parish. We'll hate the podcast. We'll start a new parish. 
Um, well, look, that's that's the the football of business for me. All looked after now. Um, Cortain obviously are on a revival, and David is going to start that off. Um, but just before we finish up, I, I want to get both of your point of view on this. Um, the year as a whole for football, um, throughout the country. Um, myself, on a personal note, I think it's been a poor year, PR wise, for the GA and football. The Super Eights, I don't think worked. All you have to do is look at the attendances and that. The All-Ireland semi-finals were uh, poorly attended, 50,000 and 51,000 or 54,000 mm-hmm. um, at those two games. Um, in general, I suppose I want to mention as well the Liam Miller thing, the, 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 um, the Liam Miller tribute, ma- tribute match, yeah. match that's going to take place now in Porky Cueve. The whole debacle around that and, and how that was handled I thought was poor. And then you see what's happening at the moment. You see in Derry, Schlockneil and Maharafelt, and we saw the video of that where the Maharafelt wouldn't leave their own half and um, yeah. Schlockneil just kept the ball going across. The, that was before half time mm-hmm. for about four minutes. Um, Dublin, uh, in the Dublin Championship the other night, the exact same thing happened between Crokes and Rohini. Crokes winning that one on seven points to four. And then we had uh, the new club MMA championship in uh, Tyrone uh, kicked off on Friday night, 30 plus. And the MMA reference, reference the mm-hmm. mixed mul- martial arts mm-hmm. championship in, uh, in Tyrone. Uh, Friday night saw, um, who was it, Straban and Stewartstown in the intermediate uh, championship, 30 plus players in an all-out melee and then what happened on Sunday in the in their championship, the senior championship, Moy against uh, Eden Dork, 27 cards, 20 of them yellow cards, six red cards and a black card and Sean Cavanagh uh, hauled off the pitch uh, in an ambulance and brought to hospital. It hasn't been a good year for the GA when it comes to football, male football. Kieran. <laughs> well, I don't, but I'm an optimist. I, well, I enjoyed most of the football matches I went to this year from a personal and. Mm. Maybe some of the some of the media games were tough going. Maybe I'm trying to talk to the media and stuff afterwards, and maybe it wasn't the happiest place to be sometimes. But overall, I enjoyed me football. I think the club football at the weekend was brilliant. Yeah, I have to say, club you football know, and mead is what's keeping me going. Like mm. the club football is just absolutely now, brilliant honest, at the moment. I actually um, don't watch a lot. I've never watched a lot of county football on the television because I'm usually at the same day of mat games and mead the whole yeah. time. So I'd really, the Sunday game obviously get in. But just in general, like across the board, when you hear me mentioning all those things, yeah. the, the Schlockneil, uh, the Dublin Championship, the Tyrone Championship. Well, I know it's the, just the Lee Miller thing, it probably, it took legs, it probably a few fools down in Cork probably were a bit too proud and went straight to the Nuket option and said themselves, no way we having that kind of stuff. They didn't really consult anyone. Like, like we've had things in Mead and I've always went straight to Crow Park and I've talked to them on the phone and different things that never nothing ever happened out of the like little minor things mm. and things were dealt with but he like they went straight to the no 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 and they went to the media it was like a councillor in the town council said oh play it in Parky Cueve and then they said oh we can't have that and the GA kind of picked up the scraps and I thought the GA actually dealt with it well in the finish up mm. but it was so badly done for weeks yeah. that the clean up was didn't matter like it yeah. looked you're cleaning up. Yeah, the, after it the was round. it was bolting the gate after the horse had legged. Actually, dealt with it quite like, well. I thought, like afterwards, they did, but, it, but it, for the weeks the, previous, they exactly, like, the, the, cork looked like fools at us. Yeah. Another another thing was for me was the Super Eight game. I think it was Kerry and Galway. It was the same time as the World Cup final. Anyway, I know, John Horan said, "Why didn't 
they moved that soccer match. Yeah, <laughs> honest to God. Which is but, but, Galway had a letter, wasn't it? Galway had a letter Galway, to, yeah. to FIFA. To that FIFA. was a great bit of marketing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that went viral. But no, it was like it was. I know the game, the Galway Kerry game, was atrocious, but. I don't know, attendance-wise, viewers-wise, it was just crazy for the GA to put it at the same time as the biggest sporting event in the world. Yeah. Ah, after the Meads. Beggars believe. Obviously, after the Meads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> after, after the Vincents and uh, Des Moines. <laughs> the junior, but, um, no, another thing then, i seen another point, Super 8s, give it another couple of years, it, it might come good, it probably will come good, but it, taking the neutral games out of Crow Park, that's a big improvement, yeah. See, I, I, I have a theory on that as well, and you're right about taking the neutral games out of Crow Park, um, and 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 whatever, and, and super eights yeah, will the super eights <laughs> will come good mm. if we divide up the championship. Yeah, you have to, you have to, like uh, again, teams have to be playing against a team of of of, of similar of similar level. Yeah. You know, um, otherwise we're going to get more games like the games that are after happening in Derry and Dublin, where, again, Carlo were epitomised this. Mm. They sat back against uh, Kildare. Now, I, I don't see that they did anything wrong, no. but it's not doesn't make good viewing. If Carlo were playing against Antrim, they wouldn't do that. They'd go out and try and play football. So but, but, I think yeah. the championship needs to be divided up. In the, in the same breath, if Carlo went out and 15 men on 15 men, Kildare would have absolutely slaughtered them. Hammered them, So yeah. they were, so they were just blame playing them. with the hand they were dealt with. Yeah. Another another thing I know we listed off a range of things, but Newbridge or nowhere was another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I forget that. that. Sorry, like that was that, another yeah. debacle. But there was some there was some decent games. Like the likes of the Newbridge game, uh, Kildare and Mayo was probably Mead Mead and um, and Tyrone. Mead and Tyrone was another cracker yeah. of a game. Yeah. Huge crowd in Navan, gorgeous day. Bringing these kind of games, I know they were home games for Mead and home games for Kildare, but bringing some of them neutral games in the Super 8s to the likes of Nav and Portlaoise, Tullamore, wherever it is, brings a good crowd, tight stadium. Brings an atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. Instead of a half-empty co money around the economy. All the Absolutely. towns do well out of it and it's just you, you built look, a good rapport. Look at Tullamore on, on a big championship yeah. game and the pubs are jammed the, the restaurants, fast food, everything. Yeah. Do you know? And it, yeah. and it does. Same in Navin. Yeah. The pubs are jammed the, 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 the day me played. And the same when, when Kildare played for Manor. No brainer for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's a little catchphrase, I think, for the show. No brainer. <laughs> I mean, you're saying it without realising that. It's a no brainer, then. <laughs> well, look, I just wanted to bring up those few points and um, get your points of view on that, lads, um, and especially David, because you haven't been on the show before. Um, look, that that is it. We've gone through the ladies football we've gone through the junior and intermediate championship we've looked at the senior hurling we've uh, talked about Corten. we've looked at the championships we've looked at Mead setup we've looked at Tyrone football we've looked at the Fesh Cup we've looked at the GEA in general throughout the country and uh, um, it looks healthy anyway it's even healthy in Corten, David reckons um, we, we just again the final of the junior championship takes place on the 29th of the 9th uh, 29th of uh, September at 4.30 in Park Tolchin, that's uh, Dunboyne in St. Vincent's. And the intermediate final will take place on the Sunday, Sunday the 30th, um, and that sees Ballon Lock taking on Longwood. I want to talk and the Junior B final is on that morning, so it only came out there a few hours ago. Yeah. The Junior B Championship final as well on that day, that sees Slane and... The winners of... Slane and Kilbride yeah. playing yeah. Athena. Yeah. 
Very good. So um, I want to thank Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO, for coming in, uh, as always, to do the podcast with me. And a special thank you to David Rispin from the Rispin blog. Um, we wish him the best of luck with it. It's been going from strength to strength. And anybody who's out there who hasn't listened to it, uh, definitely get it. Have a look, have a read, and uh, come back with your criticisms to him. He'd be delighted to hear if there is any. Crit- <laughs> but I guarantee you won't find any criticism. fake Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks a million for having me, lads. Um, I'm a huge fan. On behalf of everyone who listens, I know there's lads listening from from Mead, from everywhere, not in Ireland even listening, and they love it. So keep up the good work. Fair play. Thanks a million, David. And look, remember, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.